Pretty Mental is about accepting our full selves and inspiring others to do the same by being daringly unfiltered. This means completely normalizing all things mental health and the wild journey that has brought us here. We are challenging the stigmatization of normal human suffering, and we are done pretending and subscribing to the notion that it is taboo to have challenging mental health experiences. Welcome to the Pretty Mental Health Club, and enjoy the show. Hey, Valentina. Hey, Paula. And hello, everybody. And welcome to another episode of Pretty Mental. For today's podcast session, we had the amazing opportunity to sit with Mari. She is a self-love guru, all things human design pro. And we really got to deep dive into a beautiful conversation about the ways in which honoring our energetic differences can really be a superpower for being in true alignment with how we should be moving through the world in a way that is most beneficial to each individual human. This conversation was super fun because beforehand, Paula and I gave Mari our human design charts. And as you guys will learn, I'm a projector and so is Paula. And we get a little bit of feedback on just our individual energy types and then also the dynamic between Paula and I, which was really funny and fun to dig into. And she actually also goes into each of the human design types. So if I were you guys, I would jump on Google, look up human design calculator. And I think Jovian Archive is one of the websites that gives you your chart. Look up whatever, put in all your information, put in, put in your birth time, just like when you look up your astrology and figure out your human design type. So you'll be prepared for when Madi starts talking about each one and you can see what she says about your specific type. This stuff is super fun to dig into. I fully believe that we are not yet functioning in a way that is conducive to all of our individual energies. I think society is really looks at all of us pretty similarly. The work structure looks at us pretty similarly and that's just not how it is. You know, some of us have, all of us have different energies. Some of us are similar, some of us are different. And once we learn our individual energy types, we can really utilize it to just live our best life. So this is a really fun one. We've been wanting to have someone from human design on here for a while now and when we met Madi, we knew it was perfect we know you guys will love her just as much as we do and with that pretty mental family take in a deep breath with us and tune in it is july 19th 2021 We open up the space, calling on our higher selves, calling on our guides, our ancestors, our angels, calling in all of the energies and spirits that walk with us in this journey. We open up the space. We open up our hearts, calling in the energy of love, bringing in love to guide this conversation, bringing in love to open our hearts, bringing in love to bring us healing messages for the highest healing of ourselves, our community, everyone they come in contact with, and for the highest healing of the planet. The portal is now open. Maddie! Maddie. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Pretty Mental. Thank you for having me, and thank you so much for that grounding I so appreciate just the added amount of intention that goes into really just opening up the space, opening up ourselves so that we can have a really heart-centered conversation. So thank you. Yes. Oh, I love how you appreciate that. And I feel that too. I know we we all see so like eye to eye, heart to heart with that. So that makes my heart open even further. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exploding into confetti as we speak. <laughs> I call it a heart explosion. Uh, heart explosion. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
All right, Mari. So we are so excited to have you. If um, you could just introduce yourself to our community so that they can get to know mm -hmm. the wonderful guests that we have on. Hi, my name is Mari, and I'm the founder and high priestess of Self Love Medicine. Um, and it's a personal development and wellness coaching business where I am the main self-love coach and I love to guide women on their self-love journey and I really focus on three main pillars embodiment you got to get into the body first and really do things like breath work meditation kundalini yoga um, and then intuition which is where we focus on uh, studying energies and really how to be sensitive to energy and pay attention to your own uh, internal voice and inner dialogue and know how to really tell like what are your thoughts and what are you know someone else's that are kind of coming from other places and that's where we talk about human design and self-knowledge and then the third pillar is empowerment where I really just focus on making sure that there is you know not just this um, self-awareness but a galactic awareness so it's really an all-encompassing way to guide women to um, really step into who they've always really seen themselves as and wanted to be and just shedding all of the layers of conditioning and um, limited beliefs that are plaguing a lot of us and most of the time you don't always really know it and it's really helpful to have a sounding board and have someone to talk to and to to blast through all of that and so that's my highest joy and that's what I'm all about mm. I love that that's so important as um as women we have inherited so many generations of um trauma of, of not belonging to ourselves and mm -hmm. silencing our voice and mm -hmm. making ourselves small for survival. So that work that you are doing matters. It, it really mm -hmm. does. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful to see, you know, the transition that women go through just, just as you're mentioning, um, you know, this inherited trauma that we all kind of have around our voice that's actually a huge part of what I love to awaken in, in people and in women is the, the vocal center, you know, the throat and just realizing that that is so powerful because a lot of the time what happens is we kind of are up in our heads and our minds and we're not actually saying things out loud. Um, and so when we hear it in our mind, it has a, like this, a, somehow has this ability to keep repeating and keep repeating and keep repeating. But, but usually the moment you say it out loud, you're like, that's ridiculous. Like, or that's not true, but it really takes that vocal frequency for you to notice and realize, but that's what, what but what's gone on is that people don't speak. They don't share or they don't feel empowered to say how they feel, or they're scared to sh share how they feel. And so it just all stays up in the head and it becomes a thing when it shouldn't. It should just go on its way. <laughs> that makes makes so much sense because I remember we had a podcast, Jose, a podcast guest on here, who he was saying, you know, you should go places where your voice is celebrated. And that just stuck with me. It created ripples in my soul. And it's such a simple statement, but it's so real because when I think about my own journey, and when I started feeling like my voice was really celebrated was with my first boss, Nicola. And the it, it like unlocked some kind of code inside of my body. It gave me a confidence that I didn't even, you know, it was like, I believe that the confidence is in all of us. But once we have someone help us unlock it and they not only just encourage us to speak, but they just celebrate us and create a space for us. It's like, we come alive completely. So, I mean, what you just said right there was so powerful for me because a lot of us don't even realize that we're in spaces where we're being, or where our voices are not celebrated, even if we're not being active, actively suppressed. I could go on and on and on about the throat. I don't know. Do we want to, do we yeah, want to go there? Actually, <laughs> do, do, go to the throat. 
Um, I, I would say in my own journey, that's, that's a place where a lot of my trauma or emotional pain tends to like, ever since I was little, like manifested in my throat. And I recently doing some healing work that I'm, I've been getting into. I realized that like a lot of when I have any kind of like body dysmorphia type of intrusive thought, or like when those parts of me are getting activated, I I didn't, I hadn't realized that connection, but it's an immediate throat thing, which I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Like you feel choked up. Yeah. Like that's where the energy feels like condensed. I remember that. It's like where that part lives. I remember being put me and Paula growing up and she would always like, whenever we would get into like some argument or a fight or something, she would always go, Oh, like just in my throat. It's in my throat. <laughs> and she would always say that. And it, I just got, it, this was before I even opened up to the chakra system. And I didn't even, you know, I, my, I wasn't dipped all the way into spirituality and all of that. And I remember always just like, what the fuck is in your throat? But it's so <laughs> real. Do you need water? <laughs> Maybe you should drink some tea. <laughs> no, well, yeah, it's is, real. This is a perfect segue into talking a little bit deeper about human design. Yes. As you mentioned, Valentina, the chakra system um, is a large component of human design. And the throat obviously is one of those centers. Um, and, and the thing that I love about human design is that it can show you these really practical um, things that you can do to really understand yourself. So a lot of us are familiar with astrology. We like know our sun sign or our moon or whatever. And at the end of the day, it's like how much do you really know about yourself at that point from studying astrology? Cause so much of it is interpretation or it's like one you, you read about, you know, one person's uh, interpretation of your, of the planet in this place is going to be different from another astrologer, but in human design, it's, it's all very practical and, and, um, and easy to understand. So the system pulls from astrology, the Hindu chakra system, the uh, ancient oracle of divination, the I Ching from China, and the Kabbalah system, which is a, um, you know, esoteric, mysterious um, school, mystery. (laughs) And it's just a really beautiful blend of these four systems, these ancient sciences, so that we can really understand our unique differentiated potential because we each have really, really unique. Um, I don't know if I want to call it purpose because it's more like, um, like it's potential. That's what it is. It's like, no one is going to have the same path. No one's chart is going to look the same and, 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 and everyone's potential is going to be different. And so What's beautiful about it is that we live kind of in this society where we think like, oh, there's one path to success or, okay, maybe there's 10, you know, and, but really there's just this infinite amount and your quote unquote success, however you define it, it, the clues are all held in this chart. And so it's just really um, beautiful because it's like, are the clues going to be like, oh, you need to do this, this, and this. No, it's usually just like, oh, pay attention to this part of your body and these um, different cues that you hear maybe in your voice or this gesture or this like, you know, when you're presented with information, does your body kind of naturally open or do you, does your chest curl up or like does your jaw drop? It's like all these really subtle cues from the body, from the way that it communicates to us is available within the human design system you can look and see like okay like like for me like paying attention to you know one thing may be helpful but for another person it's something else and I can see all of that when I look at a chart I can see like okay this is what you need to pay attention to and usually it's like a key unlocking a door and the person is just like what like everything has changed now that I know what to pay attention to and yeah it's just it's beautiful. Do you both have any specific questions about human design? Yes, absolutely. So even though human design, I feel like we kind of know about it, but for those listening, I'm, I feel like it's still so new for 
people who may not be completely in that world of like Reiki, spirituality, zodiac, astrology, all those things. So for our listeners and for me and Paula, you know, is it safe to say that human design is a guide that helps you, like you said, fulfill your potential in this lifetime? Is that how mm-hmm. you describe it? That you got okay. it. Yeah. Okay. It's not as romantic. It's like this bioform. <laughs> but yes, all of us people, these beautiful humans, all of us have our own, you know, differentiated beautiful potential and we try we're conditioned to only seek out like certain kinds of potential or to believe that there's only some kinds of potential available to us when really we need to stop looking at everybody else and stop like thinking that we know first of all where we need to go because nobody does literally no one and then instead just follow what what your internal like system your energetic system that works hand in hand with your physical body your your you know that system and see what the messages are and how it's giving you literally all the answers that you are seeking are right here i love this because there's like five is it five different human design types so technically there are four energy types but the generator um, type is uh, kind of branched out into two, like it has a subtype, the generator, and then the manifesting generator. Um, and then actually there is, um, I guess, the fifth type is um, going to be coming after the year 2027, we will have another type called the rave. Um, so that's going to be really incredible (laughs) so for those who are new it's generator sorry paula i'm trying to break this down in a way that like everyone can catch up with us in real time so it's generator manifesting generator projector reflector and manifester manifester (laughs) i'm the manifester (laughs) okay so there's like people forget about us all the time So all of us in this universe essentially fit within one of those categories. And once we tune into whichever category we are, which we can all find out by putting our birth chart in, in Google, if you look up human design calculator, and then that will break it down to you how to basically live the most optimal life for your energy type. Yeah. It'll give you a lot of, a lot of clues. Um, However, it's a, it's a, it's an experiment and it's not something that happens overnight. It's not something that happens. Okay. You look up your chart and then all of a sudden you have all the answers. You have to actually be proactive. You have to say like, okay, I am a generator. So I, my, you know, I'm supposed to be responding to things. And so instead of, if you think if you're a generator, that's constantly initiating, initiating, and then things are not going well and things are not feeling right. That's when you need, you would go, okay, I need to like sit back and just respond. If you're a projector and you're, you know, um, fishing for compliments all the time and it's not going your way, that's when you would, you would look at your human design chart and you would be like, huh, okay, I need to let people come to me, let them, you know, show me and, and get the recognition with like, I'll actually let them be in my energy and experience my magic when they, you know, come to me, I'm not coming to them anymore. So it's like understanding those things about yourself are really important reflectors for example people are constantly trying to get a reflector to make a decision within like a day or two when they need 28 days you know so it's like and then and the 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 permission slip that comes with that understanding is immense it's like oh like i don't need to like just adhere to what other people are telling me to do. I can do my own thing. I can take my time. And then the same with, with the manifester. It's like, you know, I'm supposed to an, inform people of what's happening because otherwise it's gonna, um, <laughs> it could cause drama. Like that's kind of like the potential, like we all have all these different little potentials with our energy. And so that's kind of my, you know, what, what I have to deal with is like, Oh, I don't, I hate having to announce what I need to do, but my life flows so much better when I do. And I have a lifetime of experience of not informing 
to back up the fact that actually informing is better, even if it doesn't like logically in my mind, like feel like, like make sense or be something that my ego wants to do. So that's kind of the, hopefully that doesn't sound like too confusing, but it's like learning these different strategies so that you can, you know, use it in a practical way to have your life basically flow better. It's like you're upgrading your operating system. The way that I intuit that human design um, gives us information, it's just that it's about learning how your how energy flows through your particular body and the best way to optimize that energy flow. Mm. Huge nod from me. So the, I love to kind of share with people. So, you know, you could open up a science textbook and you could see a, a map of your skeletal system or your muscular system or your circulatory system. Your human design chart is a representation of your energetic system, your aura. And it's just, it's, it's incredible. Well, you took both of our charts maybe you could use us as a little bit of guinea pigs for um i mean whatever however you guys want to flow with that but i'm super curious what what did you see <laughs> what did you see well i didn't look super super deep but this is the what i want to point point out first is that you both are projectors with self-projected authority which is a I'd call that a rare authority. It's not like the rarest, but it's pretty rare. And so this is this is a great opportunity for us to share with people how there is genetic material in your human design chart. And so here we have two sisters. They have similar charts because it's literally there is genetic material. You can see that there is, you know, this like it's in your DNA. It's not like, oh, like we think because of this planet and this star, like it's not like that. It's literally a like a cellular memory that's tapping into. And yeah. that's super interesting because we're born at two totally different times. So for both of us to have that type of energy pattern that you're describing, it, it, it is interesting super cool. I'm like lit up by this. So, so when I look at the chart, I just a very simple um, investigation of both of your charts. I can tell that Valentina is the more emotionally um, vocal one and Paula is the more like um, grounded, like not survival, but like just the more grounded one. I guess that's what I, what I mean. <laughs> if that makes sense. Does that resonate? Am I reading you correctly? Um, I, I would say know. we're both emotional. Well, everyone's and we're grounded. So what does that mean? And we're both grounded in different times. I would say there are times where, I mean, Paula and I, I mean, we've joked before that like you're supposed to be on earth and like, I sometimes flow into different dimension dimensions <laughs> and I will, you know, she'll bring me, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. What do you're you more, think? Paul? I, I think you're like, yeah, like you, you might have a tendency to be like, maybe like more in the ethers, like, like that little hummingbird. I started just comparing you to a hummingbird years ago and that's mm. funny because they visit you, but, um, I've always been more like grounded had a tendency to be more inclined to be grounded in the practicalities of like okay I'll work with the system I'll get the degree I'll get the sort of you know I'll get the certification I'll do this linear bs so that I can like get my license and play you know so like being here and I'm like fine like there's enough bandwidth inside of me to be like okay I'll get I'll spend all those hours doing all that and you know, I'll, I'll do it. I'll just do it. Cause like sense of responsibility and I'm just following this path. And Valentina as has no threshold <laughs> for doing something that she doesn't immediately align with. So like, just even trying to get Valentina to finish one degree, you know, because <laughs> to finish a degree, 
you have to put up with a bunch of like BS classes. You have to do things that you're not authentically like you just have to play the game a little bit. And Val- yeah, Valentina system has like n- no threshold. For I don't doing- I don't play the game. I ha- I'm allergic to a- the system <laughs> on me Earth. Too, me too. Truly, truly. And I if there it's, I mean, it was always a joke in our family. If there's something that I don't, if there's something Valentina doesn't want to do, we're fucked because she's never going to, it's just, it's impossible. And no, I can't even, yeah. I can't go against my soul. It's your like body, our body will start decomposing. Our body yeah, will build. start literally breaking down in real Literally time. I'll start falling asleep everywhere. If I do something I don't want to do, it's like my body is like, well, this is what you're going to do to us. We're going to give up on you. You better that do exactly is, what you want to so do. It's like your self-projected projectorness is literally just so loud it's loud and that's what I mean by like it's more like emotional or it's more like dramatic where Paula's might be like a little bit more logical and you also have a defined you know Ajna Paula which is like consistent in the third eye and Valentina yours is like totally open like woo, <laughs> party in outer space um and just it's just it's it's cool to see like just the the differences as you talk, as you communicate about like the differences in yourselves and also as I can look at kind of like these really subtle differences in the chart but it's like that is what you're describing Valentina that is you're living your design like not like it's just happening because you have to <laughs> and, it's, and it's really fascinating I mean and we all like should be quote unquote should be trying to live our design but like for for you and for a lot of people it's like impossible not to like for me it's like impossible for me to not initiate I'm constantly like this is what should be happening like <laughs> this <laughs> and people are like okay like <laughs> like or who wants to go first me like, I, like, that's just how it is. Like, I can't um, be any other way. And I'm the same. Manifestors have a similar, like, we're, manifestors and projectors, we're both non-energy types. So that just means that we don't have sacral energy, which is like, like a battery pack, essentially. Or we have energy, but not like Energizer Bunny style energy. And so I'm the same way. Like, if, if my body doesn't want to do something, it's like, how about we like, go to sleep or like sit down and like can't get back up like that's it like it's done there's no forcing me to do anything it's not possible I just like as we're talking I'm like god I feel bad for my parents (laughs) because there was no forcing me ever in life as well and something that I can't you know, something that I really relate to Paula and I with the projectors is that we need a lot of rest. Mm-hmm. I took a nap right before this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a meme. It's like manifestor. I mean, not manifestor. Sorry. Projectors do it better. Dot, dot, dot in bed. <laughs> and it means like anything, not just like, you know, it, but like anything. And this is how I know that this stuff is, I mean, I encourage all of you guys, if you're like, what even are they talking about? Just look it up, put your information on, in the web, plug out what you are, Google it, and it's going to make so much sense to you. Because when I looked up projector, I was like, holy shit, this, this is so real. Like if I think about my friend, Yana, she is, I think she's like a manifesting generator or a generator. She's one of those. And if you think of like who I am and who she is, she is someone who literally, if she hears, and this is an actual thing that has happened is like her favorite artist, all of a sudden she finds out is going to be playing and she's a photographer. Yana's a photographer is going to be playing in this venue at, you know, 10 PM at night. Yana will drop everything. She'll run to the venue. She'll jump in the mosh pit. She'll take pictures. She'll do what she needs to do. She'll hop fences. She'll sneak her way through windows. Like she gets it done. And I'm like, that would send me to the ER. (laughs) That's insane. That's insane. Same. And I am like, I don't care if there's a lottery ticket. If it's 10 PM at night and the sun is done, I'm like, I can't, I can't like, I just, the way that projectors work and I've gotten a lot of that. And she jokes too, that she's like, you literally barely have to do anything to like get 
whatever you want because you just, it, I just show myself. And then with work too, for example, like I'll just show myself and I'll show, you know, something that I want. And then like the world will really deliver it to me. And she's like, she has to be out there in the field moving, like doing shit. And I'm like, if I did that, that would probably go sour on me. Like I probably wouldn't get what I wanted because I would be neglecting my, my energy stores. So like, there's like such reality in this stuff. Absolutely. So generators and manifesting generators, really, they need to go out. They need to meet life. Like they go and they meet life. Projectors, life meets you. Mm-hmm. And it's so just a... We- <laughs> huh? I was going to say, so we can keep working from home. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Go up and down my elevator and come right back to my couch. <laughs> Everything will happen from here. <laughs> Absolutely. It totally can. And it, it, it all just kind of depends on the amount of like trust that you can have that, that it's coming. <laughs> I'm curious, what do you mean by a defined ajana? Like, what is an ajana? So um, there's nine centers in human design. And um, so most people will recognize that there's seven centers in the Hindu chakra system, but in human design, there's nine. Um, There's way more than seven chakras anyways. So it's really not even um, whenever somebody's like, why is there nine? I'm like, there's way, there's just, that's not even all, you know, (laughs) those are just the ones we're talking about. Um, So the, the, the Ajna center, the third eye, Um, So basically a center can be defined or it can be undefined. And so when it's defined, it means that you have consistent energy there. Like um, like you can kind of expect that, you know, like what is going to, how your energy is going to respond um, to things through your third eye. Whereas if it's open, it's kind of like, it could be anything and it could also just, it can also be easily influenced by somebody that's near you. So for example, when you two are together, um, Paula's third eye will fill yours, Valentina, if your auras are touching. And it's the same. uh, It just means that while you're with Paula, you'll have some consistent Ajna energy. And when third eye awakening energy okay and then when it doesn't necessarily mean awakening um i mean our our understanding of the third eye is really um like for a lot of people they would probably describe the third eye as like your center of intuition and spirituality but really our third eye is a center of imagination that's where we tell ourselves stories that's where we're telling ourselves our life story that's where we're you know um communicating with other people so a lot of people think that Um, being telepathic is about like having the thought, like come over here right now, but like, you know, in your thought and like waiting for the person to walk over, but really it's, it's all about images. So it's like, whenever you have an image of something or you have like a, you feel like something is, um, you know, you have a, like an intuition about something that's about to happen. And then, you know, the other person's like, I was thinking the same thing. It's like, that is actually really what our third eye is doing. Um, and it's more, our crown is really the, the spiritual center. Uh, the third eye is actually just this really powerful tool. It's our center of imagination. So if you're, if you are, don't like the stories that are replaying in your mind over and over, just use your imagination and write some new ones. <laughs> so it just means if mine is defined, that means that it's, if, if in, it runs into someone that's undefined, mine is just more likely to like penetrate that. I wouldn't call it penetration, <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> but it just means that like when that person's with you, like maybe their head was in the clouds. And then when they got, when they joined up with you, they were like able to like focus and be present or maybe it doesn't mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. it doesn't mean they couldn't be present, but it just means that like you kind of like pulled their, you know, it was maybe, you know, doing some things and now it's doing one thing. <laughs> Yes. So am I the one that my head would be in the clouds? Uh-huh. Potentially, yeah. That I that actually that is our relationship a lot of the times. With with like yeah, Paula will like bring me down to yeah, back to earth. <laughs> That's funny. Mhm. Okay, so what can we can we say a little bit about each of the energy types for those who are listening and once they discover theirs just like 
a highlight? Sure. So uh, I'll just start with reflectors because everyone always leaves them for last. <laughs> so reflectors are the smallest population, uh, about one to two percent, and they are the vital sign of society. They're like the pulse. You could go up to a reflector and you could you could really tell the the health of a society by looking at a reflector. And they have lunar authority, which means that they are um, waiting. They're waiting. They're waiting <laughs> and they're waiting. And a lot of the time they are not, um, they're not big initiators, um, but, they're, but they're really powerful reflectors. So they can show you almost right away, like if, if you're like on the right path and not all of us have the, um, the what, what's the word, the benefit of being near a reflector often because they're, kind of rare, but they're great for reflecting. Um, and then there's the manifester, which is my type, which is about like nine or 10% of the population. There's, you know, like we're probably next under the reflector in terms of like rarity. Um, we are the initiators, the, and, and our strategies to inform, we have a closed and repelling aura, um, which means because our aura is really dense. And so like, I'm the person that like, when I walk in a room, like people look at me and it's not because they're like, oh, look at her. They're just like trying to figure out what to feel um, because my aura, like your, our auras are constantly communicating. And so like a manifestor aura is like um, sending kind of like just information that they're not used to, if that makes sense. It's, it's not even like, bad or good it's just they're not used to it at an energetic level so it's a it's an interesting energy to carry in life because i you know like all of us are subject to conditioning but um like manifestors were really supposed to be out there like how like initiating and like making things happen in the world and but most of us have like kind of had our heads cut off so we're like you know you know be quiet stop talking. And so we're, we don't, we don't speak up. So that's a big, that's the main kind of, I would say conditioning that usually falls upon um, manifestors. And then there's the projector that is your type, which is, I think it's like 28% or something of the population. Um, and it's growing. But like all of these numbers that I'm saying are really just generalizations. Like, in fact, the manifester is shrinking and the projector is growing. Um, so those percentages are kind of just estimations. And the projectors are the teachers, the guides, the, the people that are really here to look at something and go like, that ain't right. Like, let's do it this way. And so, and like, and then you do it that way and you're like, how did we never do it like this? Like, this is wild. So that's the projector's role is to really just come in and be like, huh. But the, uh, the key with the projector strategy is that they have to wait for the invitation. So they can't just walk up and be like, this is fucked up. Um, they have to kind of like sit there and be like, Hmm. And then, or maybe they do something else amazing. And then somebody's like recognizes it and says, Hey, that was amazing. Do you want to come like show us how to do that over here? That's really the energy that um, the projector needs to follow in terms of their strategy. Um, and it, that can be like, I would say waiting, waiting for the invitation sounds like a confusing strategy. Like I have a lot of projector clients that are like, what does this mean? Like, wait for the invitation and I'm just like it's basically just you're gating yourself you're putting up a gate because your energy your information your your knowledge is valuable and so people need to get into that gate first in order to have access to it so if you look at it that way it's like oh I'm I'm fucking valuable like I don't I don't need to just be like spraying my opinion out everywhere Especially because when you do that, people won't even receive it. But when they come to you, they invite you, they recognize you, they'll eat every eat up every word that you say. And it's and it'll be a better energetic exchange anyways. Um, mm, okay. So I feel like oh go ahead. 
I was just going to say the projector aura is like wide open. And so whenever you talk about like having low energy, it's just because like people, I don't want to say like exhaust you, but it's like every person that you come in contact with, you're collecting all this information from their aura. And then your aura like needs to go be alone to like, to like get it all off. Like, you know, you need like an energetic shower. Like I know a lot of projectors that are really into Kundalini yoga because it's like the a really great way to clear your energetic system and just be like, Ooh, or like breath work, which I think you do Valentina. It's like, you just, you have to be able to clean, clean all of the stuff off your aura. Whereas my aura picks up like nothing. Like people are like, Oh my God, shit's going crazy in the world. Can you feel it? And I'm just like, no. <laughs> and then, uh, but so like, but projectors are really, really sensitive to that. And so it's really important for projectors to sleep alone. Don't sleep in someone else's aura and make sure that you're, you know, cl cleaning your aura daily, which can happen in, you know, what I, nine hours of sleep. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you, have, you, know, you have permission. Nine, we have permission for nine hours? Fuck yeah. Yeah. I spent like, I spent so much of my life um, thinking that I needed to like be up early or, you know, get, you know, just get going and, and make it work and, and oh man, so many failed attempts at yeah. trying that morning, <laughs> like really early intense morning routine thing to maximize the hours. And like at one point I was training with a trainer. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this and I'm going to go. And so I would go and I would do like this roll intense weightlifting that's supposed to wake you up for the day. And I'll go do it and I come back home and sleep again. <laughs> you know, like my body has been definitely committed to getting its full sleep. Like there's just literally no way around it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And same with me. I mean, Paula, you can vouch for this. The, the whole household is scared of me. If anyone disturbs my sleep, like people tiptoe <laughs> around my room when I'm sleeping, like I need, like I will, it is world war three. If anyone messes with my sleep, that's kind of hard though. When we think about having partners and having like people who want to spend more time with us. I've realized that like <laughs> that's something that I've, I've kind of struggled with it too, that even with my friends who I adore, I need so much alone time and I don't, it's hard for people not to take that personally. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I can't tell you the last time I had a sleepover, probably like kindergarten or something like that with like with friends. I just, I feel it. I feel it. I feel even I can adore every cell in your body. And I still me and Paula used to say like the maximum time we can spend with anyone is like three days max. And then we need <laughs> like a few days to decompress. We had like an action plan around it. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, that's, hard that's, that's a perfect example of like understanding yourself, having that self-awareness and then taking care of your future self by having a strategy that is literally self-love like that is it <laughs> so that's actually I'm glad you said that because that's something that I this is where to me bringing this kind of conversation you know that for some people it could be like well how do we know you know that this is real or not because I mean I come from like I'm I'm in between worlds you know the very like academic academia um, analytical world, but also like the very like spiritual intuition dream. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in between worlds, but I could see people thinking like, okay, with astrology or human design specifically where I'm taking this as human design, like how does this fit into the mental health conversation? And for me, it's like beyond, you know, whether you want to believe in it, whether you want to agree that it's real or not, just having a model that introduces the concept that all of our energies flow differently and that you have every right to respect that mm -hmm. is actually really important for mental health. Because Absolutely. as we were talking a couple, uh, yeah, as we were talking a couple podcasts back uh, with an artist friend of ours, Meredith, we were talking about this because we live in a society in an education system that has been a one size fits all model. And so in order to be able to keep up with like this one standard, one size fits all model of energetic and production output that is impressed upon us and oppressed <laughs> upon us, 
we so many people suffer because I mean, for example, like for me to get through undergrad, you know, I was diagnosed with ADHD, quote unquote, I, you know, I have my debates on on that diagnosis, but I needed the the way that I made it through undergrad was by taking my medication Adderall, which kept me at that level of energetic output so that I could keep up with the system. Like, I mean, I'm grateful because it let helped me get to this point where I could be a bridge for bringing in like an alternative model, but my natural elemental, like with my natural organism wasn't built to be doing that. Yep. I, I needed, I needed rest. Like I still do. And now that I'm actually functioning at my level, I'm like, no, the, the, no wonder I was anxious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're really touching upon just the, 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 the conditioning we had, there's so much conditioning that happens in society and it's at so many different levels from, you know, academic. I mean, just look at how, how, kids are put into into these school systems where most of the schools are like designed by the same architect that designed the prison and it's like wait a second like what like where are they like what are they learning like what is this and it's there's been all these studies that show that like making kids get up really early in the morning and go to school is like bad for them like they need to wake up and play they don't need to wake up and like force eat and like go to a, like a fucking square classroom with like in a metal seat like that's just not what's up and but why why has this all been perpetuated for so so long and we can see the effects that it's having on people's mental health of squeezing everyone into the same freaking box and it's just for me as someone who helps women who have been like hyper conditioned and are usually uh you know usually in their midlife and they're figuring out like just how um, distorted their, their, the illusion that they believe about life and, and like just how conditioned they are. I mean, it's, it's so, it, it, I want to say like, it's tragic because it's just like, it doesn't have to be this way. And that's like the number one, like pain in my heart all the time. And like, I'm, you know, I'm a manifester and like my whole life, my, my mom used to like poke fun at me because she'd be like, you're a utopian. Like you believe in utopia and like all this stuff. And I'm like, no, like my soul knows that it doesn't have to be like this. Like it knows. And so it's really hard to be in this world where everyone is suffering. Like they're not do like, there's like one to 2% of people that are like doing well in this system and it's just not something that should keep should go on and on it really isn't and like if i could you know do one thing in my life to really like i don't know like let's talk because <laughs> that's a yeah. whole other conversation but it it's is, like oh i gosh. would love to meet up with some projectors and be like let's fix this shit because we all have just like our own needs and so there needs to be a system that's designed where it's meeting everyone's needs, obviously, physically, but energetically, like, come on, but we can't even meet people's physical needs in this society. So it's like, how, how do we bridge the gap to like, energetically respecting everyone's unique energetic system? Yeah, well, I think it starts, I mean, it, it has to start with the permission slip. You know, after I learned the protector thing, like, I've never forgotten it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait, so like the fact that I need that much rest is okay. And not yeah. only like, not only it's okay, but that's, what's going to get me the best results. Like paradigm shift. Yeah. I thought I had to hustle, 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 grind, 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 burn myself into the ground in order to get the outcome that I wanted. But it's actually like, well, no, that's why I was so anxious and like depressed and struggling. It, no, like actually, and now that you're describing the whole childhood thing, of like waking up early and playing and stuff. I'm like, that's crazy. Like I live more of a childhood life now. And so, I mean, you know, my mom's going to listen to this. Like my mom did tons of work to like give us so much freedom and play, but the system and the educational structure that we were put into like really short circuited that. So like 
now Valentina and I have lifestyles that are more attuned to like what a child needs than, than we did like through middle school and high school and elementary school. Like now I wake up at 8.30 just naturally when my body wants to. I eat my breakfast. I dance around, maybe make a few drawings. <laughs> <laughs> and then by 11, I'll see a client. And there yeah. we go. You're describing my schedule too. I'm like, I don't work until 11. I'm like, but I wake up, you know, naturally around like seven or eight. And then I'm like, I'm just like, this is my time to like play because it, there's just, there's so much going on that I, I could get into it. And like, is it intentional to disrupt the alpha state of children and put them into school really early in the morning? I don't know. Is it intentional? I would say probably, <laughs> but why are we all doing it? And if you are an adult now, and I mean, obviously if you're listening to this and you feel empowered that you can like really take control over your schedule and like do what you want to do, harness that alpha state. That's what we're talking about. It doesn't matter what your energetic signature is, whatever your, your energy type is. When we wake up in the morning, that is our time. That is like, you don't want to have input. You just want to have like output if you want, or mostly just don't force yourself to do anything. And that's a, that's actually a huge thing. That's a big part of self-love medicine that I do with all of my clients is I'm just like, guess what? You're blocking off three hours every morning to do nothing. And they're just like, what? How? Like they can't even fathom it. And then they do it and they're like, what has my life been up to this point without this? Because the, there's some really beautiful things happening in your brain when you first wake up in the morning. And if that, if you let it go and you just let yourself be in that, in those alpha brain waves, like it's, it's life changing. Cause that's, that's when it comes. That's when we get to experience it. If you just cut it off right away and you just like move on to some, you know, bullshit that you're, you're not get you're not, you're like, it's not nourishing your brain. Yes. And I am entirely convinced that what takes up so much of our time during the day is anxiety and just figuring out how we're going to make everything work and trying to stay on just using our brains. That's what mm -hmm. takes up time because when I started allowing myself time in the morning and playing with the concept that I could get a lot done in minimal hours, it started happening. It literally started happening. And I was like, how, how did I not like, and I really, I, I mean, there's been many times where I've sat there and I'm like, how like I used to work so, 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 so many hours and like, yes, I would get things done, but it wasn't like proportionate. Mm -hmm. and, and now I work less hours and I get way more done. And I'm like, okay, I'm starting to bend time. I don't know what's happening here, but we just all, I invite everyone listening to start playing with what you think actually gets things done. Like throughout the window that getting things done, like how we're going to get everything done is by doing, 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 and making sure that we're like on top of everything all the time. And, you know, maybe that works for some people, but there's a lot of people out there who like me and Paula, like I get a lot done by just like breathing. Mm -hmm. I swear I'm like manipulating time somehow. <laughs> you are. It feels like that. You are. It's true. I and I, it's funny that we've landed on this conversation where we all do this in the morning because it's really powerful. And I, I, I feel like my life changed when I started doing it because it's like you, I used you used if you wake up and you just go straight to work, it's like you could work ten hours or ten minutes, you're gonna get the same amount done. Or you take some time to yourself where you just kind of be creative. And, you know, I like have a journal where I'll just write down all my utopian ideals that I'm having for the world. And sometimes I never even look at them again. But then I, when I when you know, three hours later, I come back to my work desk. And it's like my brain has already sorted through everything that I would have been anxious about as I was doing like a journaling activity or drawing even on my iPad and, and like drawing a picture like there's just so many or reading a book like it's, it's sorting things out if we can kind of bring our attention, you know, towards something that is not um, 
like even our work can be distracting. And so if we're constantly in the, you know, in the loop of being distracted, being distracted by work or TV or news or social media, if we can like put all of that aside and just like let our, you know, like inner child come out to play, everything will just kind of self-organize. Mm. All of that is so fascinating. And I also recognize that I feel like I dis I interrupted you and we went on a tangent after you described <laughs> projectors. That was necessary. And it was. It had to happen. And also, we should probably give a little bit of space for the other energy yeah, tags to be recognized. So we're ready. I'm ready. So, okay. So then the final, you know, two types or slash, you know, one type is the generator. And generators are like the best people. <laughs> I mean, we're all the best people in reality. So there's pure generators and there's manifesting generators. But they have the same strategy and that is to respond and so they are responding to life as it's happening kind of like how i said like the projector you know life will meet you the the generator goes out and life meets them and a lot of the time nothing will really happen unless they like exit their door go out their door it's like bilbo baggins like <laughs> like you have to like go out the door and go on the adventure and get into the tantric dance of life and that's the generator really encompasses that, the, the tantric dance of life. And so they make up about 70% of the population. It's pretty split um, from pure generators to manifesting generators. Um, and it's just, uh, it's, it's, I love, I love generators and I just love the, like the, the energy that they bring to the world and the, all the different things that, that the generator people like like similar to you valentina where you're like i can only do something if i'm lit up that's that is like the generator is is the same way like they really want to do things that only light them up and inspire them and the manifesting generator it's like they they just have this um really uh, incredible ability to manifest and like really just create like whatever they're inspired by they can take it all the way if they ride that wave of inspiration. And so those are, you know, they, their aura is, um, it's like, it's like reciprocal. It's, it's coming and going. Everything is coming and everything is going. They don't have to like take time to clean, cleanse out their aura. Although of course they can, everybody can, but whereas you guys have to like really be intentional about it, theirs is, uh, it's like self-cleaning, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I can think um, one of my best friends, her name is Stephanie. She's a manifesting generator. And uh, she, she is, she has, she's so good at building the life that she wants. Mm -hmm. It just making it happen. Like she took off, moved to Colorado, like, now she's has like the job of her dreams, but she's so organized, like her finances, just all the physical things are in place. All the dream things are in place. I'm just like, how do you, how do you do that? <laughs> like, what is, <laughs> it's incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're really special. <laughs> you know who I think this just popped into my mind as we were talking. I think Frida Kahlo was a projector. Because she lived in... She painted from uh, her bed. She painted she from her bed. That was not and by she, choice. And she, that know, was not I by know, choice. But she lived in a, a, a... Her house was connected by a bridge to her lover's house. So they each had their own little house and they just met when they wanted to meet. Which so Aunt she didn't Tina. sleep in the bed with him. Aunt <laughs> Tina's still stuck. I am like go back like, to the to the first half of this podcast. I'm like, how am I? It's 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 kind of tricky when you want to get in a partnership where it's like that you have to share so much time together. Unless you're with someone who really understands that you need a lot of independent time. You know, it's funny. Like I always used to say that. I remember, like that was one of my first things that I would say. That I was just like, oh, Frida Kahlo has the best setup. <laughs> before, before I was before I ever had like a relationship or anything, just I intuited that I was like, "That's that's what I want. That's yeah. what I want one day." Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Like, have your Where partner you have your partner be be like your neighbor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like I'll see you every three days. Live your best life. I'll live mine. We'll come together in love when it's time. That was the whole poem. 
so uh, I just have both Frida and Diego's charts. <laughs> oh my god! Shut up. So what are uh, they? I, I don't want to burst your bubble, but she's a manifester. What up? What up? Oh. <laughs> Represent. <Okay>. We were <laughs> so happy. Team manifester. <laughs> yeah. No, she. <laughs> she's amazing, and they actually only lived in that house for like two years, by the way. So. <laughs> Okay. Oh, but, no. yeah. uh, Damn, that was the one I, strategy I, we came up with. <laughs> Just but kidding. it's legit. So like I'm a manifester. My husband's a manifesting generator. We have uh, like pretty opposite sleep schedules. Like the downstairs is my domain. The upstairs is his domain. Like I get shit tons of alone time. People are like, that's weird. Like, and I'm like, no, it's fucking great. Like, <laughs> so, you know, everybody do their own thing. And, and Frida and Diego just had a, and had a weird relationship to begin with so I don't know if they're really like the example that we want to follow <laughs> yeah yeah they, I, they might not be couple goals couples goals so yeah, okay I have two things the first one is who's a good partner for me and Paula what sign what energy types or projectors that is so okay so we all need each other there is okay. no like this is not astrology where you're like you must be this and this, which is, by the way, incorrect anyways. That's bullshit. Um, but the – so pr I know a lot of projector-projector couples um, that are, you know, they're, they're, they're strong and solid for each other, but they're neither of them is really the big initiator. And so it's like kind of like getting things to happen um, seems to be a little bit on the slow side. Um, I know I have a – projector teacher one of my human design teachers her partner is a manifesting generator and she um you know like love is love you know what I mean like it doesn't matter there's no like best partner you should have but I'm in business however I could go there um so in business we really want to have all of the types represented if you're building a company you don't want to build like a whole team of projectors or an entire team of generators like absolutely not you want to have projectors and manifestors in upper management and then and, and manifesting generators can as well and then the generators are usually the ones that um do the do like the take what the projectors direct and then like make it happen or the sometimes it can go like this it's this is not hierarchical by the way at all because this the person in charge could be a manifester a generator it could be any type but basically like whoever is is kind of doling out what needs to happen usually you want to dole that out to a projector and the projector is going to be the one that's like okay then we need this system in place we need this type of person we need you know this amount of sales blah 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 like the the projector is the one that'll really organize it all and then it'll be like okay let's have the generators do this the manifesting generators do this my my other projector can handle this you know project like if you were to look at it from like a work perspective however if you you don't ever want to put your put a manifester just like on the workforce like that's not um they'll end up like freaking out one day and like screaming and like burning the place down. <laughs> <laughs> if only our, our systems could respect our energy types. That's our, our hope for this. That's part of my utopian ideal, honestly, is because we all really need each other. There's no like, Oh, the world should be run by this type or that type. It's really not like that at all. It's like, we need everyone's perspective to really make this work. And so mm. that's my hope is that we can really, you know, evolve as a society and, and take systems like this seriously, because they're not just accidental, like, it's not just an accidental system that like some dude came up with, like for fun, it's like, it was actually gifted to humanity. And it's something that we should be using and utilizing as we work toward evolution. Beautiful. So before we close out, we have one question that we always ask everyone on our podcast that we would love to ask you okay. is what does mental health mean for you? What's your definition of mental health right now? Mm. To me, the, at least right now in this moment, um, mental health to me is not needing or seeking validation anywhere outside of myself 
it's really about just like understanding just how worthy I am at the, the deepest cellular level, like literally born that way. The only thing that gets uh, that that um, eclipses your your internal worthiness is just conditioning and bullshit. And all you have to do is clear that away. And then what's left is just your, you know, your whole worthy self. And so that to me, I think is, is, is true mental health. It's where I just feel good within who I am. I validate myself. I'm not, you know, looking towards someone else to tell me like, you're doing great. I'm just like, yeah, I'm doing great. Like, <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm tempted to like, how oh, there's so many things we could talk to you about and you know, but how, how to squeeze that into one episode. We'll have a part two. I, I would love to, I would love to have a part two talking about your work with self-love. Yeah, I would love Cause that that's too. so important. Even, even the exercises that I saw that you get uh, women to do with the mirror magic and all that, like that's such an important conversation. There's more women than ever really struggling with body dysmorphia and, and -hmm. just like self-loathing, I think is self-loathing is a huge um, epidemic in our, in our society. Yeah. So far in 2021, the top Google search, how, how do I learn dot like, you know, is to love myself. Mm. it's not like how do I learn to fix my car how do I learn like you know this that it's literally how do I learn to love myself because yeah it's it's something that honestly it's one of the silver linings of the pandemic is that people really have gone inward and realized that there's a lot of you know accessory and an allusion to their life that's getting in the way of them getting to know themselves and their true desires. And I think that a lot of people finally got to take a look at what they really want. And it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. That's so so beautiful. We got to have you back then. So we can have you back to have that self-love conversation. I'm yes, please. Madi, where can everyone find you if they want to do a human design chart with you a reading if they want to have you as a self-love coach and just dive into Mm -hmm. all your work? Where can they find all your information? Yeah, the easiest place to to get a hold of me is Instagram at self-love medicine um, because self-love is the best medicine. You can um, DM me or you can see I have a whole bunch of links just in my link in bio that kind of can show you where you can get it chart reading or work with me in other capacities and you can you know just feel free let's just you can start just by getting the conversation going if you really are like oh I I need to talk to this person like go ahead here's here's another permission slip I have a giant stack whatever you need permission for I'll just be (laughs) distributing it (laughs) I love that so much okay we'll add all of that in the show notes Thank you so much for joining us today and being a part of this amazing conversation. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Marty. Have a beautiful rest of your day. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in with us on this beautiful conversation. I hope you guys learned just as much as we did. That was so much fun. We had so much fun talking to her. It was so enlivening to have this conversation with Marty that we're having her on for a part two for sure so you guys stay tuned for that as well oh yes stay tuned for part two that one is going to be amazing we want to dive so on this one we dove into human design and then on the next one we want to dive into just all of the other beautiful practices that Madi taps into particularly self-love which is like everything self-love it really is it really is it really is All right, you guys, we love you. Keep tuning in with us Mondays at 6 a.m. EST. Los queremos mucho. Los queremos mucho. And remember that all parts of you are welcome here. Peace out. Bye.